Groove Cafe. time for the Groove Cafe and I'm always excited to sit down with my guests and hear about their experiences and of course what it is they are passionate about. Today I have Grace Orichiriza mm-hmm. joining me from USO. She is a child protection officer that is from Uganda Women's Effort to Save Orphans and as you will soon find out she's very passionate about her job and very passionate about children. Um, Grace Orichiriza there are two ways to say it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm sure a lot of people who are not Ugandan struggle with your name. I believe so, I believe so. Mm-hmm. But I don't struggle. They say Orikiriza. Orikiriza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which means faith. It means faith. Yes. So, so Grace, where were you born? Where are you from in Uganda? Uh, thank you. I was born from uh, a small district called Rukunjiri district mm-hmm. in Uganda and I was uh, brought up by a single mother. Mm-hmm. My mother died. Father, uh, my father, oh, sorry, my father died when I was two years, two to three years, oh. uh, roughly there. So you never really had a relationship no, with him. You're so young. What I just heard about was he loved me passionately. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so I missed seeing that love as mm-hmm. growing up. So, mm-hmm. And uh, of course, uh, as a single mother, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm the fifth, Mm-hmm. You can imagine all of us. Okay. And she was passionate about education. Mm-hmm. And uh, she worked hard tirelessly. Uh, fortunately, the father was a chief. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he had uh, he had good land. In, he, had, he had enough land. Enough land for you. Huh? For my mother, mm-hmm. not for us. Mm-hmm. But, of course, after my father's death, mm-hmm. we went back to my mother's home. Ah. Because I, did, I think there was some, the family sat and they thought they would, she would brought us up in that land, eh, using mm-hmm. that land. Okay, okay. So that's mm-hmm. why she had to transfer. Because where we are, my father's home, mm-hmm. really it was, that's Nikavari. We're back in Kawaii. Uh-huh. The land was not enough for us to, okay. to use so that she can take care of us. Mm-hmm. So she had to go back to the father's uh, uh, press. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, she was the only one there. So she had print of land around her. And it was good, really. It was good life. Mm-hmm. Growing up uh, from... Um, uh, from the age of two or one, I, I never missed anything at the village level. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have uh, the balanced diet. Of course, not the food of Kampala, the <laughs> chips and chicken. What? <laughs> no, I mean, it's not even good food for us. It's not I good mean, food. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had greens, we had bananas, we, we had, had sweet fruits. Mm-hmm. Yes, fruits. We have. We had apples, oranges, mm-hmm. and and the land was fertile. Mm-hmm. So we had really good. Life, a mm-hmm. medium good life, eh? mm-hmm. and what uh, uh, as a single mother, and uh, you know, she had a balanced uh, diet timetable. Mm-hmm. Today to be uh, matoki and chicken, the following day to be beans and sweet potatoes, the following mm-hmm. day Irish and what. So she, she really loved her children so much, mm-hmm. and uh, she was a teacher by professional, but she opted to get out of uh, of uh, teaching practice so that she can utilize the land. The uh-huh. land. 
the asset of the land was more precious than uh, you know she would get more money from mm-hmm. the land more than going to and she was able to take you to school exactly, because of what the yes. land personally gave you. I was in a boarding school one mm-hmm. of those best boarding schools at the district level mm-hmm. it's called mm-hmm. Nyachivale uh, boarding primary school mm-hmm. so my education was good I was an excellent uh, student mm-hmm. I would be number two or three I never I wanted to be number one but there was someone that particular boy who beat me all the time <laughs> <laughs> you still remember the boy <laughs> yes so I don't know where he is currently but mm-hmm. I really wanted to beat him but he would always he would always beat me <laughs> okay. so I was always like number two or three mm-hmm. and uh, the one or two would be somehow boys but mm-hmm. I would really really compete with them mm-hmm. so I, I was an excellent year student really at the mm-hmm. primary level and mm-hmm. having a good foundation and also my mother would help me yes because she had me. the background of exactly. being a teacher in mm-hmm. fact I my nurse I did it with her uh-huh. I just went straight to a primary school okay. all of us in fact mm-hmm. and also my brother was in a good school in Kabari mm-hmm. so he would teach me the mathematics the words so I used so all had a lot of help yeah I and you are the youngest yes I was well. the fifth mm-hmm. so I benefited but along the way and uh, yes P7 I did well mm-hmm. and I was admitted to a better a good school and in fact uh, called Immaculate Heart mm-hmm. Nchibari yes. one of the prominent school in this country in fact we yes. saw children coming from all over the, the country going, going to the and, yeah discipline is key and it's a good school uh, headed by nuns only mm-hmm. so and uh, but our school fees was quite a lot so mm-hmm. and remember my mother the other children had gone uh, higher So I uh, we opted another school in Kabari called St Mary's College Rushoroza. Mm-hmm. She only wanted to take us to Catholic schools. Oh. Because her back, yeah, she's a Catholic she's and a she's a strong Catholic. Yes, yeah, strong Catholic and she believes in the values of Catholic and discipline. Mm-hmm. So she really wanted children her children to be disciplined mm-hmm. and uh, with good morals in the society. Mm-hmm. So she believes it's only Catholic schools that will do that. <laughs> so <laughs> So I I went to St Mary's did senior one mm-hmm. senior two in first term uh, my mother st- someone came from uh, yes she's a person from average mm. but he had some money he was working in Kampala you know those who work in Kampala we think they are you know they had it all <laughs> <laughs> so that is, he was I think working with some ministry mm-hmm. you can't even tell the position okay when now when I'm in Kampala I think he didn't have a very big position in the ministry but then in the village we all feared her we bowed down to him <laughs> yes so yes. he came and he wanted to grab my mother's land which was my mother's no. treasure yes and he started the process mm. and he used the money he had and he knew that he would win this widow in fact we had him really pronouncing so many words like uh, like your children will be my house girls your children will be my, my house goodness. boys my shamba boys you have to relocate and uh, so we were trying to forcefully take it intimidate exactly mm. exactly and uh, my mother was scared is like what can i do mm. so but uh, the old people who had seen my mother's father he was a good person he would read them well and uh, the, and when he died and uh, him and my mother and um, the, my mother's mother mm. my grandmother He, they thought they couldn't leave my mother alone so mm-hmm. they, these old people in the community gathered together to mother, to mother and father my mother oh. because she was a no fun and, and and then my mother's father was really helpful to them 
So he, he came and started he started a process of grabbing the land. And mm. as you know, the court of Uganda, mm. as you know, poor people in the deep they're back in the village. And then my mother, the money started going down because of in and out of court. Mm-hmm. So you know it's the court is a very expensive process. Exactly. And with our young people the state and uh, state Anthony, mm-hmm. you know they have start, just started being they've been uh, taken different areas so they want this money, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think they are the other so called tycoon by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started I think giving them tipping them tipping everyone. Mm. So LOC one my mother was able to win the case with the help of this community Elders. I'm so happy to hear that that she had that the community come behind exactly. her. Exactly. But then the man didn't give up. He said I would uh, overpower this community people. How whom do you think they are? Surprisingly the father of that tycoon was on the side of my mother. He just said this is not my land. Because the, the tycoon said that was his father's land, and he continuously say that's not my land. Imagine his father, his own father, yeah. like no, it's not mine. Yes, but he didn't give up, mm. and uh, he went on ROC two, ROC two. Unfortunately, he won the case. <laughs> oh, no, mm-hmm. he won that. I think he gave them good money, and mm-hmm. and uh, then my mother was advised to go to ROC three. And when he went to LOC3, by God's grace, uh, the, this LOC3's chairperson was so... He was man, not money-minded. Mm-hmm. He really wanted uh, justice. He was honest. Mm-hmm. Very on- honest. So he went to the community level and asked these elders. Mm-hmm. He interviewed them. He interviewed them. They all gave them... He went to, to home by home because some of them were like 90, 80 years. Mm-hmm. So he interviewed them. He went with a report and he said, okay, you can come for the hearing. Of course, that's now like one year or two years. I, in that process, I dropped out of school mm-hmm. because we do not have... Because all the back and the forth, the exactly. fees, the lawyer, the court, traveling. It was too expensive. Yeah. So uh, we along the way, we dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, one of my brothers, uh, when I see him today, I just... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, when I talk about this story, I become emotional. Mm-hmm. So one of my brothers, he had got 28 at senior four level. Wow. And you know... And, and he stopped from there. When I see him today, I just feel like crying. He mm. lost it. Mm. He was dramatized and all that, and he lost it. And he never went back. He never went back. Mm. So uh, sitting at the village, I, I, I felt I, I was stressed forward. I trusted education. Mm. Of course, we knew in Uganda, when without education, you cannot do anything eh? mm-hmm. that, that can take you to another level you know you do not have money that's poverty mm-hmm. that's just getting married anyhow at an early age and having this like 20 children with you mm-hmm. you do not have vision yes and in that i just did what i i, I saw my mother of course she was confused what yes. can i do if she's in and out of court thank god the the roc3 declared her a winner but mm. still she was scared the money was intimidating her and she would go to Kampala my mother has not been to Kampala mm. so high court and all that she such a bully S- very not even the one breeze just kind <laughs> for right so mm-hmm. it was quite sad and uh, we all dropped out Apart from one brother, my one one of my brother, my mother said, "Let me remain now with uh, cases and this uh, my son, mm-hmm. since he was about to finish." Mm-hmm. But also they struggled along the way. So while I was home, I, I figured out what to do. Will mm-hmm. I stay in the village? 
and produce children without aim? Mm-hmm. What can I do? So my mother is protecting me. Because you were in high school at that point. At that time, but Rema dropped out so mm-hmm. that she she didn't have money anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I so at that time I just uh, when she was away, like in the banana plantation, I packed my like two clothes and left home hey. without knowing where I'm going. Are you serious? Yes. Without telling her. Without telling her. Without telling anybody. I just. Courage. Grace. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> so where did you go? Oh my goodness, it's a long story. I don't think that 30 minutes to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> the journey from then to today, mm-hmm. it's quite long. It's been a long story. It must have been challenging. Very challenging. You mm-hmm. don't have where to sleep. You don't have what. But I uh, but cut the long story short, I found myself being a maid. Mm-hmm. someone's house. Mm-hmm. Of course there's a lot that happened in between there. Yeah. So uh, I started working for someone and uh, my passion was to go back to school. Though I was growing. Mm-hmm. And I trusted myself and I'm like, you know I started when I was young so I had really cultivated my time. Mm-hmm. And this time I'll be here, I'll be here. So I was now growing. Education was getting out of hand. And I'm like, okay, what next? Yes, I'm doing this work. This work, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. What next? And how much is going? Is it going to pay me for the next 30, 40 years? Yes. So I started challenging my mind with such questions. Those questions. So whenever they would, uh, whenever this boss of mine would go to work, she had one child. Mm-hmm. I love children so much, so it's not a problem for me to take care of children. <laughs> okay. So the work was like the normal work I was doing at home, but the difference was like I was getting some money mm-hmm. at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So I, I did. I was doing for her some work, and uh, she was giving me some little money, and. Uh, But in my in my mind I would challenge myself and I I I remember those days there was a program a program UBC I think NTV where they would uh, teach education like mathematics uh-huh, in, the classes on on, on TV on yeah. TV mm. I would after I would do my work so fast I program my work do it fast and sit on that TV mm. when he writes down I also write it down <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was ending uh-huh. yeah, it was kind of silly but I did it Mm-hmm. So I I started doing that. So uh, that uh, boss of mine was uh, was taken to Arua Hospital, mm-hmm. and then uh, somehow, anyway, in that moment I got saved. I started praying with Watoto uh-huh. Church, then KPC I guess. Uh-huh. So when I got saved, I said, let me let me. I asked someone, can I get somewhere to rent? because this life is i don't know i, I don't know but you know god will give me ideas eh? mm. and the person is like but chris you're young you're not working how are you going to pay the rent mm. you you're vulnerable you how mm. you're such a young i said i don't know i don't know but i feel like in fact like uh, his hakorig wanted to take me over to work for for him mm. because of my energetic kind of work and mm-hmm. all that i said no i think here yeah, i will not I, i'm not seeing like myself a vision in this kind of work mm. so i went i started renting some some in mawanda road okay a small room very 
very small, almost without a door. <laughs> okay. I, we come from Fayenway, almost without a door. Mm. So I, I, th- I think by then the rent was 18. So I can imagine the rent. 18,000. 18, but it was also heavy for me to mm-hmm. pay. Because you weren't working at that point exactly. and you're so young. Yes. So, but I started staying there. Thank God there's no one that took advantage over me. Mm-hmm. I was warped. No one knocked my door for all those years and all that. So, my underwater, there was a sale of, of, of our Toto. Mm-hmm. And this sale had some corporate people. Mm-hmm. I happened to be in that sale. When I looked at those, co- the first time I, I went to that sale, mm-hmm. so kind of a fellowship, there's a lady who looked at me and said, uh, because I was praying for a job, remember I didn't have a job. I was praying for like uh, sweeping offices. Now I, I thought I thought I, don't, I wanted to be promoted from being a maid to uh-huh. you know sweeping so now maybe sweep. a cleaner in a in a, yes. a company in a mm-hmm. company something like that. And uh, I, I I said they said prayer request. I said I'm praying for a job. And they looked at me. They were all shocked. Which type of job anyway? Mm. And uh, and I, I told them. I, and someone, some lady called Susan Isibira. I mm-hmm. don't know whether I know her. Yes, I know Susan. Isibira. She looked at me. She said, no, you can go back to school. I said, how? <laughs> you know, it wasn't adding up. Eh? Mm-hmm. How from, I left school like like four years, three years ago. Mm. How? How do I go back? How do I go back? I've left my mother without any money. I don't have anyone to take care of me. How? It wasn't uh, adding up. Eh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, when she talked, uh, she said that, she left it at that, mm-hmm. we went home. Mm. The next Wednesday, she said, Grace, did you get a school? I said, where and how? She was so passionate. She said, okay, she gave me money. You go and look for a school. I think it was like a hundred thousand by then. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but this lady, how? <laughs> so I, I went and even meanwhile, when she left, she was also looking around. Eh? Mm-hmm. There was also another man called Moses Opondo. Some, you know, corporate people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they started looking for a school behind my back when I was when I did not know. So I went with that a hundred, went to Aristoc. I think, yes, it was Aristoc, book, bought books of all level. Wow. And came so back you bought home. the textbooks? Yeah, the textbooks. Uh, mm-hmm. Came back home, started educating myself. You were determined? Huh? I was so determined. I started educating myself. I would spend the whole day in those conversations. During holidays, I would look for people who, who uh, you know, in holidays, and I would go and discuss with them. Mm-hmm. One of my friends' mom and father, their home was near in Murago. Mm-hmm. So I would go there, and as if I'm visiting. But remember, for them, they are... The, the children are reading, mm-hmm. doing revision. Mm-hmm. So some I will sit near them. I will try to copy. You know how you are trying to copy. <laughs> <laughs> and some, of course, they they look at me as like this is a gone case, you know. But I'm like I'm trying to copy. They are trying to calculate like mathematics. I'm also trying to calculate. <laughs> so at some point, I, I said, okay, what can I do now with the knowledge? That was like in a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone told me, I don't still remember that person. He told me by the grace. There are lessons going on at KCCA. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, I said I need some lessons in mathematics. Mm-hmm. Said you go and ask. I remember that time I did not money. I would walk. Mm-hmm. I walked from home. Of course, I programmed. Uh, programmed by seven. I would start my walk by maybe nine or eight thirty. You'll be I'll there. Be you ask. Uh-huh. I would ask for the office, and somehow God would put me in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss an office. Mm-hmm. So I went there immediately. I went I, when I entered. I asked, I said, this is the right office, this education office. I said, okay, I'm this and this and this. And like, uh, 
but you, you look to be young and we want uh, people who are above uh, 25 because if we put it below not then all the ch- students will be encouraged to come mm-hmm. and do this kind of uh, you know mm-hmm. our program mm-hmm. said okay what do you do and they said for us we only examine we know that you're ready and we take you somewhere and do your NEB examination i said only i said okay so i went back the, and uh, the man asked me can we register you Mm-hmm. And maybe what we can do, we can increase your age. Okay, okay. He said, won't it affect you in the future? I said, by that time, I didn't think that I was Yeah, like, it's fine, it's fine, it's yes, fine, I want I to thought, see. I didn't think I was going to grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, it's okay. And then the interviewer, they registered me, said, on this and this date, you go to Nakivuvo primary, primary and do your exams. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a card. Mm-hmm. I think I paid something like 5000 mm-hmm. And they gave me a what? No, I even didn't have that 5000 The man who was around there is an who paid for, who paid for you for me mm-hmm. I don't know how maybe they would just see this innocent face I don't know how they mm-hmm. would think I did not have money so I did what I paid and they gave me the examination card mm-hmm. after two weeks I someone was I think there's a lady who was concerned he's like but how are you going to pass when you I said I would go and do exams. I don't know. I would go and do exams. Mm-hmm. After two weeks, of course, remember, I would also go the other side to find them revising mm-hmm. at night. and re- Revise with them as yes, well. As I said, can you help? When they are not using a book, I said, can you help me with it? And then I do the what? Outlines. Mm-hmm. So I went to do exams. And uh, I thought I would get Max to go to, to do a course, a mm-hmm. short course. But when the exams came, senior four, I found I'd passed. Mm-hmm. You passed well. Yeah, I did not really very well. I had, I think I had like 31. Mm-hmm. And uh, and someone told me this max can take you to HSC. I said, HSC. I said, you know, I'm now tired of, of this kind I of... I felt like you had struggled for yes. so much. Huh? I'm now like, uh, I, I thought I'm really struggled. Like, uh, I, I don't want this kind of... So let me just do a short course. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Susan Subira called me she would look for me i think she saw some potential you know she's a kind person she's so passionate she's you know she always wants to add value Mm -hmm. you know so i i i she called me said where are you i said i'm here did you get here i said i got married i said bring them i was now like scared i'm like won't she think they are bad or what Mm -hmm. said yeah you can go back to to a level i said what she encouraged me and uh, I think she's the same person who gave me that money to buy books again. Mm-hmm. And I think she was just giving me money. I don't remember. But I went and bought books of A-Level again. And you continue to study by yourself? Continue to study my, by myself. But then there was a school at Redeemed Church. Mm-hmm. They train adults. Mm-hmm. But if, uh, it was a morning session. So I would go there. I do some lessons. But I didn't even have enough money to do the whole entire thing. So mm-hmm. I did it like uh, half a year, mm-hmm. like six months. I did some lessons, I uh, did uh, economics. And remember when I got saved, I read the Bible like, no, you know, <laughs> I read it well. And believe me, I got a B in divinity okay. with the knowledge of the Bible. Uh-huh. So I read the Bible, I did I did uh, HSC and I got 12 points. Okay. Yes, and uh, after training, of course, they admitted me in Mukono University mm-hmm. with uh, social work and social administration, where I had a second upper. 
after the third year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so, so when did you start working with USO? How uh, long have you been with them? Uh, I've been with them for five years. Five years. Yes. As a child protection officer. I, I started by a project assistant mm-hmm. and I worked and for one year my boss, my former boss, that's uh, Madame Jennifer Guti, mm-hmm. saw that potential in me and she, uh, she promoted me mm-hmm. to uh, Masorita USO manager. Mm-hmm. The entire manager for that, that was the street children project. Exactly, street children project heading implementing street children project. Mm-hmm. So when I while I was there, it was so marvelous. I saw God really using me. I was interacting with these children. They would round them up, bring them. So in mind, I'm like, if God can give me a future, He can give this child a future. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking so, about what you've been through, the experience yes. with your mother, and then just leaving home and having to. To figure it out to where you are now, it must give you also a very different way that you're able to even relate relate with vulnerable children. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I see a vulnerable child, I would the first thing that comes into my mind, this child has a future. Mm-hmm. So I would work towards that future, mm-hmm. work together with a child, work towards that future. Sometimes I tell them my story, mm-hmm. I sit with them. Like uh, when I was still in, at Masorita, where they were, would have like 200, mm-hmm. I would sit with them, tell them my story. Mm-hmm. And I said, indeed, if auntie can go through this and make it. And even when I enrolled for masters, I mm-hmm. told them, I said, you see, now I'm a founder of masters. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and then they get that courage. I said, those who have missed going to school above 14 years, do not lose it. They have vocational skills. And we had a vocational school there. Mm-hmm. Just put your heart there. There are many people who never went to school, but they have made it in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is that skill that you have in you. So I'm so happy that while I was at Masorita, children called me left and right all <laughs> over this country, uh-huh. telling me the progress mm. that they left the life of uh, street children, being a street child, mm-hmm. and now being a community child mm-hmm. and having something. And those who are below, who are who are eligible for formal education, I would encourage them also, take that those government schools advantage of them. There's a lot that you can learn there. Mm-hmm. Of course, those who are complaining, so the government, they maybe have where to take their children, but those government schools are very, very good. Yes. They can make you what you are in this country. Mm-hmm. They, at least you're there, you're in class. The opportunities there. Exactly. It's also on the person, on the individual to decide to do their best. Exactly. Really. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's some like, even you can go to those uh, international schools, you're thinking, and you'll fail. Yes. So the the government has paid for you tuition. Go and concentrate. Ask the teacher. Concentrate in school. And I'm listening to you, and mm. and I'm thinking it's a beautiful job, but it must also be very challenging. Yes. It must be also very very challenging. Yes. What are, what are some of the biggest challenges you feel like you've had to to face? Uh, the biggest challenge. Uh, the biggest challenge is like uh, I do this job with a passion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do it, I forget about the salary and all that. <laughs> Sometimes I think, and I never complain about my little salary. You know, it's I give it all, the whole of me. <laughs> the entire, you know, when you're in a working environment, people think you want to show off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get challenges maybe with uh, workmates, what? Mm-hmm. Because I give it all. Mm-hmm. I want to bring all the attention to this child, to this vulnerable child. Eh? Mm-hmm. And now they think maybe I'm forcing. I use, <laughs> I'm using energy. <laughs> 
So they think I'm using a lot of energy to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, along the way, I start finding um crushing with my bosses kind mm-hmm. of because so you're going so far over so and above far, over and above even they're thinking mm-hmm. i'm like leave those offices come down here uh-huh. this is where the children are this is where we are adding value this child if we can get uh, f- uh, out of a hundred we get 50 mm-hmm. that's good uh, good enough yeah eh? that's good we have progress. added value and mm-hmm. many many children ask what can we do There, there's also a cause how can we get that cause that is leading this vulnerable children into that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how you know it's those are the challenges i find mm-hmm. giving it all and of course uh, people are telling me why can't you get another job <laughs> and i'm like it's not all about money mm-hmm. it's not all about That's money it's, want to do. yeah it's this and of course they feel you there you know <laughs> <laughs> you can't do if they can't there. understand they can't, can't understand, understand also because of your background your story yes. they can't understand how determined and passionate you are to change someone else's life because you had guardian angels you had yes. people also helped uh-huh. you yes mm-hmm. yes what do you want to tell like your average ugandan because there's so many ugandans who look at our you know street children look at all these vulnerable children they look there and they look the other way mm and there's so much that we don't understand what would you like to advise you know i, I think uh, all it, of us us yes all of us let us uh, let us get real this vulnerable children are there mm-hmm. and they are being born every other day every other day you earlier you said they don't ask to be born exactly. they don't ask to be brought into the world yes they are being born every day like how I was born how you were born mm-hmm. and they found themselves in that kind of what of category mm-hmm. and also uh, uh, and and even in your homes you're having this these girls these boys mm-hmm. and there's a lot of potential you find a, a shamba boy is trying to be a mechanic mm-hmm. technical stuff in your house trying to fix this and this why don't you give it a try you and and take uh, advantage of this uh, vocational skills mm-hmm. that like ministry of education is giving out there for three months said okay you work in the morning in the afternoon go and do these lessons mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. advice there, and also the the NGOs who are good working with vulnerable children. Let us go to the community. Let us go down there. So many is happening in the slums. Mm-hmm. Let us uh, see what we can do to help those children. Yes. What can we do? Let us come together. Not all the time, you know. We can do workshops. We can have what? We can have printed papers or what? But let us go down there and add value mm-hmm. to the what? to this vulnerable children on and the ground on yeah. the ground yes. and i believe uh, yes i suppose i think a lot of people talk 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 exactly. talk about grand ideas and schemes but you can do a lot more if you're right there yeah they mm-hmm. are not they are not uh, you know we are not kind of practical yes we have done oh. something i should also should I appreciate that we have done something mm-hmm. but, but we can do more we can do more mm. we can do more and and see and the government has brought the vocational skills Let us take advantage. Eh? Mm-hmm. Let us not, you know, complain all the time. Yes, so this, 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 this. But let us take advantage eh? of what is there and what is good. What is good? That girl has worked for you for two years. Ask what she wants. Mm. That's mm. a very, is, very, very good point. Yeah, is she going to work for you for tw- for twenty years? Mm. For ten years? She has a skill in her hand. She can do tailoring. And believe me, before you know it. She, the, the person maybe who did our clothes never even went to senior four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before you know it, she'll be a designer. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that there's a skill that every child has in this country, but we need to go to the ground. And also, I want to appreciate the government for removing these institutionalized homes, mm-hmm. going all over and getting so-called orphans and putting them in a home. Yes. And all that. It, I, Now they're reintegrating them into the communities exactly. with their families. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you want to help, like if you want to help pay school fees, pay them from their community mm-hmm. instead of taking them out. I, I think you'd agree with me if you grow up. In, I don't know where I grew up from. Uh, in the village, a child will be for the community. Yes. yes. And I don't know where we are, where, whether it is still there. We have to go back to that. We have to go back to that so that we can teach morals to these children. We can uh, do a lot. You know, when I was growing up, my mother taught us three things. That was uh, morals, behaviors, mm-hmm. religion. Mm-hmm. We prayed. Mm-hmm. If I could remember in our house, you wake up at four, you start praying. Of mm-hmm. course, as a child, you somehow did not like the whole thing. <laughs> yes. But now I appreciate, I appreciate where her, she was coming from. Where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. And of course, she strived to see that her children study. Mm-hmm. She really strived to do she that. She really valued education. Ed- she valued well. education. Let the parents of this country value education. Mm-hmm. Every child has a chance to go to school. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you agree with me, but... Well, schools have been closed and that okay. is something that, of course, hurts all of us yes. but hopefully in January at least we can get back on track exactly we can but what i mean is whether rich or poor everyone every child should have the opportunity opportunity to go to school mm-hmm. at least there's a school in the community nearby and and uh, my appeal to me is to, to everyone to to the community also is let us strengthen the government systems mm-hmm. like the ROC you have a small community to to supervise You know, if you have 12 families, you would know why children are not going to school. Go and supervise them. Go and go and 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 find out. Give them IDs to belong mm-hmm. to your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot has to really to be done, and I pray that the, the government, maybe the country, society, will give me opportunity to go and share with the young people my story, encouraging them, sensitizing them. And uh, I prefer opportunities to really, I'm not ashamed to go around and encourage mm-hmm. young people. Well, Grace, country. you have such an amazing story. Thank you for joining me. Thank Ooh, you. I was getting so emotional <laughs> at some point. I can imagine. <gasps> Thank you years. so much for joining me and for mm-hmm. sharing your journey. Your journey. It's, it really makes sense how you see so much potential and how you're so passionate about what you do. How can someone get in touch with you as we wrap up? How can they, you know? find yes. you if they wanted to hear your story or engage you in some other way okay uh, you can uh, m- maybe i can give you my uh, contact mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is uh, 0782397416 yes 39 yes uh-huh 74161616 and maybe for international that is +2 mm-hmm. 56 mm-hmm. 782 397416 Grace thank you for joining me thank you thank you so much it's been such a pleasure and i look forward to seeing you speaking at even more engagements more engagements sharing sharing your story and your passion yes yes i believe there is a reason why god has taken me through Ayer is uh, a quick one. Ayer is compare my life maybe with uh, with with Joseph in the Bible mm. when he was thrown mm-hmm. and then he went to be a houseboy. He was thrown in the jail. I haven't been in jail anyway. But <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thank God, thank God. But uh, afterwards, 
because God's favor was upon him, he found himself in a second position of the country. Mm-hmm. And he was able to rescue the whole nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and his last statement was, Uh, when he when his father died and he thought the brother he had the brother were, were not forgiven by him mm-hmm. he they asked him since our father has died are you going to continue taking care of us he replied them what you meant for bad god has done it for good mm-hmm. so i believe whatever the devil had made for me for me for bad god has done it for good to testify to this country to add value to the vulnerables to have faith on behalf of the vulnerable that they can be something mm-hmm. so i really am so so grateful to god for that right and i'm so so <laughs> grateful to, to god for you and uh, i look towards working with you okay to change the vulnerable children of this country mm-hmm. and also other children because some yes. of them they, all of them they need uh, career guidance they need to hear this they need support support yeah. they need people who believe in them who mm-hmm. push them push them mm-hmm. like the children we maybe somehow say they are not vulnerable they also need this encouragement so that they are serious yeah. in their education mm-hmm. so wherever you call me whether where i'll be available <laughs> to encourage all for the children in this country. Okay, so have you heard Grace is very very comfortable mm-hmm. making time to speak to share and yeah, her experiences and and just to be there. The person who's standing in that gap there. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you too. <laughs> Thank you. Groove Cafe RX Radio. The Groove.